0: BYUSN live from the heart of America in Kansas City. Big 12 basketball media madness continues from the T-Mobile Center. BYU head coach Mark Pope and his star guard, Dallin Hall, join us to preview the Cougars' inaugural Big 12 expedition.
1: Folks will chat with some of the best head coaches in the country about Big 12 hoops and what BYU brings to the Big 12.
0: Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Wednesday, It is October 18th. I am Spencer Linton. He is Darren Jordan. Live for day two of Big 12 Basketball Media Days from the T-Mobile Center in Kansas City. And uh, now the men take center stage.
1: We're stoked, man. We had a great day with the women's hoops today. We're very excited about men's hoops uh, to get to know these coaches, some of which we always played before, and that'll be highlighted throughout the conversations here, including our first head coach, which we'll chat with in a moment. But uh, it's great to be here, man. they are they're. uh, hall of fame and future NBA guys walking around. Yes. This gym today
0: unbelievable. Yeah. Status and prestige walking around this arena. Our question of the day is this, which big 12 game for BYU basketball. Do you have circled on your calendar? Casey Garner is our first response on X says Baylor
1: at home. Boy, do I have an interview for (laughs) you in a moment, a great
0: team to come to a great environment. And it's the friendliest rivalry in sports going to be an awesome environment in the Marriott center.
1: Listen, these two schools like each other. Um, it started with, uh, some basketball games you know in uh, in in 2011 and like 13 or 14 the NIT yes. the football games in 21 and to- 22 the religious uh, atmosphere certainly of hey, we're in this together. Let's compete in sports. It's been awesome, man.
0: Great stuff. And uh, you can continue to answer that question. Hashtag BYUSN on X, Facebook, and Instagram. Joining us now in his 21st season as the head coach no at, Baylor he's at Baylor is Scott Drew. He took over when he was what? like 16 years old in Waco. <laughs> no he way, 21 Drew. years. Wow. Well, hey, BYU fans have got the game circled. Welcome to the show. Let's well,
2: go. Well, thanks for having me, and really excited about you guys being a part of the league. So, league has gotten better with your addition, and uh, as as you said about the hospitality and respect, uh, I know um, a lo- great deal of respect uh, uh, for your guys' programs, coaches, uh, players, and how you conduct yourselves.
1: Okay, certainly expectations are high at Baylor. Um, you had a, such a great year. Last year, this is a tough league. How are you feeling about the group you've got this year with a lot of talent coming back?
2: Well, I think, uh, like a lot of schools with this much tra- transition and turnover that you've had, uh, it uh, used to be a lot easier. You come to Media Day and everyone that it was traveling with you had been in the program for three, four, five yeah. years. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, I was just in a room and they said, what's one of the Coach Drew imperson impersonations? <laughs> and I'm looking at one of our transfers like, does he even know my name? You know? What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, Who? So, yeah, so, uh, um, but I, I can tell you that, uh, uh, like the group so far. And most coaches right now, we haven't had scrimmages and we haven't had games. So everybody's feeling pretty good about themselves. Once you get the first <laughs> loss, then all of a sudden there's the questions. So Coach, we were joking about, you know,
0: how young you were when you took over. I think 33 when you got hired at Baylor yeah. uh, and now 21 seasons later. But, I mean, I, just to to like update BYU fans on, on the scenario you took over, the program was in shambles. So for mm-hmm. you to look back on what you've done in two decades which now includes a national championship and so many NCAA tournaments, 11, five sweet 16s, three elite eights. What does that mean to you when you when you think back on what you took over and where you are now?
2: Well, first, uh, God's blessed us with great players, great staffs, and and we've been able to uh, build a competitive program Um I don't have grandkids yet, but uh, I hear grandkids are the best. And when our former players come back now, and some of them we're recruiting some of their kids now, we're getting to that age, but uh, to me, that's the best. And and you just love to see what these guys have been able to accomplish, see how they're recognized, and see how it's played a part in their lives. And at the end of the day, we want them to be successful husbands, fathers. We want them to have successful careers when the ball stops bouncing. So uh, a lot to be proud of.
1: You played BYU the year after Jimmer Fredette, but Brandon Davies, and and there was some real talent there. You won in the Marriott Center uh, right after RG3 had won the Heisman. It was an exciting time. And then there was an NIT uh, kind of semifinal, I think, game in MSG. So you played BYU before, but it's been about a decade.
2: Yeah, had had great games, great competition, and, again, uh, always have a lot of respect and – I know uh, uh, going into the 2011 game, we'd always heard about the great atmosphere and obviously uh, being there and seeing it up close and personal. Uh, everything was spot on. Um, and and uh, it's as, as you said, it's 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 a great atmosphere, but very respectful fans and knowledgeable. And you really like that as a coach.
0: Now, we had the opportunity to speak with and we're going to hear from him later on the show. Um, one of your good friends, Jerome Tang, who's the head coach at Kansas State, and he just, we talked a little bit about you, and he said, he's such a competitor. In fact, that like, smile you see on his face, he says he's talking trash through that smile. <laughs> 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 what's, that, what's it like uh-huh. for you to be in this league and, and compete against the likes of Jerome Tang and and these coaches that you have such long, established relationships with?
2: Well, I I can tell you that uh, uh, you you know their tendencies throughout the years. You you start to get a feel for what they're going to do. And and the funny thing was for 19 years uh, in, in practice, normally you'll take different teams, divide up, and and all of a sudden during the game last year was the first time competing against Coach Tang, and I look down, he's looking to see what I'm calling, and he knows what I'm calling. I'm <laughs> like, this is unfair. <laughs> Come on, he put now. half this offense and defense in, right? <laughs> <laughs> but but. Uh, um Besides the two nights, three nights, one night you play against a, 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 a Grant McCaslin a Coach Tang for us, um, you're always cheering for those guys. And uh, they help build our program to what it is today, and I know they're going to have great success uh, at the places they're at because they're great.
1: How's Caleb Lohner and how's his hair?
2: so he 's cut the hair oh and it's, wow. it, it's a, little a lot shorter thing. um and 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 he's lost weight he's he 's thinned down um but Caleb is just a joy uh uh and a delight, and has so many great things to say about his time at at b y u and uh I know. Uh, from a coach you love to talk basketball but you also like to talk life and other things and i mean it, it, it might be snowboarding it might no. be surfing it might be deep sea fishing it might be yeah, yeah yeah, building his own car and selling he's it a event. renaissance man i mean he oh is. my gosh so uh uh but but I, I tell you what through all that a true professional He's always on time or early, he takes care of what he needs to take care of. Um, he, he learned a lot when he was from his time up there, and uh, we're the beneficiaries.
0: As you look at this specific team, and again, you've coached a lot of basketball teams, what's going to make this group unique compared to all the rest?
2: Well, hopefully uh, we stay injury-free. And uh, we a couple of years ago, we had three season-ending injuries, and that that Changes things quick for your team, um, but uh, with this team we have a lot of size, we have a lot of length, we have great chemistry so far, um, a lot of excitement to uh, uh, for the season and uh, see what we can become. So uh, normally um, we've 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 not been as long as we are this year. So we'll see uh, if that length helps us on the defensive end because last year we struggled with that.
1: Tell us about Jacoby Walter, the preseason freshman of the year. A lot of people are excited about him,
2: Hey, and. Kind of a renaissance man as well because he, he acts like he's 25 or 30, meaning a, a true professional. He's there early, takes care of his body, eats right, uh, does whatever the coaches uh, uh, suggest and more. Uh, and uh, somebody that doesn't act like a freshman. Normally freshmen come in, you got to worry about them sleeping, eating, doing homework, all that. He takes care of all his business
0: as you look at mark pope and what the cougars are are going to bring to the table in you year 1 of their big 12 expedition what what's just your you know wide angle perce- perception of BYU this year
2: well first and foremost uh um coach pope is one of the best coaches in the country so you know he's going to put his team in the best position to be successful um but uh um X's and O's wise, uh, he he puts you in really tough uh, uh, actions to guard. Um, And then the pace of their play is hard, especially in altitude. Um, And then defensively, you're going to have to earn uh, what you get. Uh, I I say all that to say it's semi-generic, but it's probably generic for every school right now besides knowing uh, uh, Coach Pope and what he's about from the standpoint Everyone's had so much turnover in their own programs. We're all trying to figure out our, our, ourselves. <laughs> my name try to Yeah, yeah. trying to figure out somebody else right now. But, again – uh, uh, I know he's going to be successful, and hopefully he just doesn't have the the best nights against us.
1: Yeah, we're uh, we're looking forward to those two games coming up uh, in what January ninth at Foster Pavilion, which by the way, going to be newly uh, newly renovated and amazing, right? New yeah, they facility. might be in
2: there before we're in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, January second will be the first; uh, it's scheduled first uh, game. Okay, so uh, third game in that. Game. And then yeah, so excited or for second.
1: that. Yeah. I uh, wanted to ask you about a couple of other guys. Uh, Everyday John, as you call him. Uh, Jonathan Chamwa Chachua, who had a massive... Hey, very impressive. Thank you. Right? Thank you. Yeah. It only um, took me six years. I mean, <laughs> nice. you got it right away. <laughs> nice. Um, you know, co defense player of the year. Two years ago, mm-hmm. major knee surgery. A bunch of surgeries, right? Yeah. And then uh, Ray... It, but, is he back? And then Ray J. Dennis, who averaged almost 20 a game at uh, Toledo Mac Player of the Year. Yeah.
2: So Jonathan Chamochacha one of the best success stories. Uh, outstanding young man um, working on his, his master's degree. Somebody tore every ligament and severed his nerve. Mm. Um, the nerve is not back, but uh, the ligaments are re- restored. Came back last year. He's lost about 20 pounds, so he moves better. Um, he's more skilled. Uh, but as a coach, it's just a, an honor and privilege to work with him every day, see him on the court, what he's overcome. Uh, again, true professional. Ray J. Dennis, uh, uh, another old-school person. Actually, him and Caleb Bonner golfed together a lot. In and, and our foreign tour, uh, they had a morning off, and guess what they did? They went they're golfing together, golf, yeah. yeah. So nice. they're golfing buddies. Uh, uh, I think Caleb's been a bad influence because now Ray J would like if he won playing basketball to be a professional golfer. We know how <laughs> hard that profession it's is. So, right? so hard, yeah. But uh, uh, anyway, an old, old soul and somebody's had a lot of success at Boise State, Toledo, and uh, uh, somebody that uh, uh, really uh, um, has a great feel for the game pitches ahead it's the open guy makes the right plays the easy plays
1: Ray J with Boise State won in the Marriott Center two years ago so we've seen him before he he knows what that's like yes he does
0: and not easy to do you did it you've done too not easy to do not easy to do how will navigating this schedule with an increased conference of 14 teams change up things for you where it was just locked in you're going to play the other nine teams twice Now, now it's a little different
2: well, I, I can tell you one thing that's going to be refreshing is when you played the nine schools twice a year, and then in the conference tournament, you knew every call, you knew everything. They were, and it was a it, it was a bloodbath every night. Now, uh, when you get in the tournament, it's kind of refreshing because there's some newness and and some intrigue. And I've, we'll always know the Big Twelve opponents just like they'll know us better, but you'll never know them as what you used to from the standpoint Um, more teams uh, uh, especially teams you only play once Um, and and a lot of times you don't find out just uh, uh, um, your thoughts until after you play somebody if you only play them once you can't even make adjustments on that and then you might not play them to the next year and then by that time their personnel's changed and their whole schemes have might have changed so uh, uh, different than every year playing home and away and playing in the big 12 tournament
1: we got to know Gonzaga head coach Mark Few pretty well, 12 years in the WCC. You apparently played pickleball with or against him in the
2: bubble in Indianapolis. Actually, we're partners, so we're, undefeated. were partners, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. You you were, were undefeated. I'm a good recruiter. I picked I pick the best. He had the best record, most playing time under his belt. I'm with him. <laughs> so you guys were
1: pretty good. You were undefeated. We're, we're pretty good. Who would you take down?
2: Uh, we, we had a lot of people show up in the bubble, so uh, – uh, Grant McCaslin was there. Jay Wright was there. Oh, Jay! Uh, I mean, we 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 had uh, a couple of our assistants, John Jakus, who used to be on their staff. Um, my brother was there. I mean. Uh, there were a couple celebrities in the house. That's a okay. good group.
1: All
0: you guys right. were undefeated. We've got to get Jerome Tang into the pickleball thing so you can talk some more trash, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to give you a little hint with Coach Tang. You don't talk trash to him. He plays better when you talk trash. So
0: don't talk trash. <laughs> Lay off Jerome. Duly noted. That's Duly funny. noted. Be, be aware, BYU fans. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Coach, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, we appreciate your time and, and a busy schedule, but look forward
2: to some great matchups with Baylor. Well, welcome to the Big 12. Really excited to have you guys. Thanks so much, Scott.
1: Okay, our uh, BYU Send Game Day football pregame show coming up Saturday at 5 Eastern time as BYU takes on Texas Tech. It's homecoming. It's big time. BYU needs a win. Massive. Hey, so does Texas Tech. It's on BYU TV Saturday at 5 Eastern.
0: Up next, the head coach of BYU basketball, Mark Pope on the show. How does he feel about this initial venture? This is BYU Sports Nation.
3: On cue. Saunders,
1: Robinson, out ahead to Hall. Saunders for three, oh. banks it in! Into the mix. he's gonna dunk it home. For three,
3: Noah Waterman. Johnson, open three. Good.
0: Here's to a bunch more of that. Made three pointers from BYU basketball. We are live from Big 12 Basketball Media Days. At the T-Mobile Center in Kansas City. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan, and we now welcome in the head basketball coach from BYU, Mark Pope. Coach, we're here. It's Media Madness in Kansas City. What's this event like for you? Kansas City.
3: What? You guys have uh, been here for a few days now?
1: Yeah, a day and a half. Some barbecue? Oh, yeah.
0: A little bit yes. of jazz? A couple oh, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. This, no, is a, this
3: is has been fun. This is a great place, and I can't, I can't believe we, we're here now, that we get a chance to be a part of this. This is... Um, has been building for the last 100 years, right for, <laughs> right, for BYU. Let's get a chance to be a part of this league, and, and we're here now, and it's, um, it's, a, it's a blessing for all of us, and can't wait to jump in.
1: We got history here like almost 200 years ago.
3: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, The, the sure. fact that BYU is no
1: here is pretty cool. And, and uh, you know, the league, uh, the coaches voted, BYU picked 13th. What do you do with that information?
3: Well, I'm personally super hyped about that. Uh, you know, I have four daughters, and um, – and I, I was one of the, the fans that was wearing a, a 13 tattoo on my hand at the Taylor Swift concert. It's her lucky number. And I dig <laughs> the whole thing, man. Let's go. Shout out to Taylor Swift. If we're going to be picking something that's not number one, I would prefer a 13 because there's a lot of juice with that. She's I'm, in I'm this, actually hyped about that. She's
1: in this town sometimes now. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. No <laughs> doubt.
3: That's It's perfect. If, I'm if so we're glad you jump brought are a up. We'll let's jump okay. on the, the Taylor Swift bandwagon. I, I was going to have in. the girls tattoo me today. I just forgot. I didn't get to it. We're all in. 13. 13, to 13 man, come on. The
0: Swifties are loving this coach. Woo! Um What where does your team need to take a step forward from last year to this year to, to make you feel comfortable and better about competing in this league?
3: Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I don't know if anybody feels great about competing in this league, but um, it's the best league in college basketball and and, and so um, the 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 challenges are gonna come from every direction in every single way. Uh, and, and so, but we have some staples that we've been working on all summer that are really important to us. We're going to have to really shoot the ball well, and we're capable of doing that. We have elite-level shooters on this team. That's really important to us. Um, we've got to trend the right way, and, and we will. Our guys are working hard on finding ways to earn each other great shots. Uh, they've been working on su- all summer on shooting the ball uh, well the way we want to, with the range that we want to, trying to expand this floor. It's a big deal for us. And and, uh, equally as important, while we're trying to force teams to guard us uh, instead of, you know, 23 by 50, we're trying to have them guard us 25 or 26 by 27, 28 by 50, right? And um – and then we have to be able to guard our yard, like we have to be able to um, show a crowd all the time, uh, and we've got to find a way to guard our yard and then this rebound is just uh, it, it, this league rebounding the ball is just a massive challenge on both ends of the floor and and so those three uh general spaces we 've been working on and then and the fourth area that we 've been working on is getting older. I told our guys that you know we we, we had one of the youngest things were th- right around three hundred last year in terms of d one experience and so um their job all summer long was to get older and we killed it like they got older every single day and so that was a win for us and i expect us to keep getting older
1: i know you worked hard on that just like uh, the hair um yes you, you've said uh, quote our season is going to be defined by how close we are we know what we're up against this season we know that we're what we're going to face how close is this group how are they getting closer
3: Um, They're working hard at it. We actually have great leadership. Uh, We have some guys that have stepped up uh, and and been really intentional about building relationships on this team um, and and kind of forcing it, right? these guys have, uh, on their own are uh, doing a weekly activity, which um, I'll let them report to you. Uh, it's different every week, and it's <laughs> arranged in all kind of activities. But, uh, you know, we've had a bunch of guys step up. Trevin Nell has been incredible about connecting with everybody on this team and kind of bringing guys together. And, and you, you work all that time to put capital in the bank. So, so when things get tough, you know, one of our, one of our, our key words this year moving forward is, is, is how resilient we can be. And, and um, you do that uh, through relationships, uh, through knowing each other and loving each other and caring about each other and wanting to fight for each other. And our guys are working really hard on that. And that's going to be important for us all year long. Much has been said about, you say, getting
1: older and just
0: really benefiting. I thought in, that was
1: our, like, main advantage. Capitalizing really. like on football,
0: that experience. Right? Yeah. yeah, no, experience matters yeah. for sure. What did the European trip do for your squad and helping that narrative.
3: Yeah, I I love these. I I wish we could do a foreign tour every single year. It'd be awesome. It's so awesome. It's just so good for our team. You know, we always talk about um, you get 10 days of practice, so that's incredibly valued out of those 10 days of practice. And then – my philosophy has always been those 10 days of practice are really, really important for us to grow and get better. And then you kind of go on this tour where you play some games and everything's weird and whatever, but it's, um, but it's just kind of like an opportunity for your team to be together. And if I, had to, if I had to choose between the 10 days of practice or the 10 days on tour that were less about basketball and more about us being together, I would take the 10 days on tour. Um, that's just how important this it is. Uh, and, and our guys took full advantage of it. Uh, we, like We have a... Like this group of guys is really special, man. It's it, they're an incredible young men. Uh, we have guys that have grown immensely over the last year or two years. Um, uh, that are just changed human beings. Like it's really inspiring to see. That's what you that's what you dream of as a coach is to see young men grow. And um, and then we have guys that are really working to care about each other. So it's fun. And, and that's really, that's really what this this European tour did for us was give a chance to be together. Um, you know, and and just know each other.
1: Expectations are high. BYU obviously did make uh, you know the NIT. What uh, what are you hoping this group can accomplish this year to kind of get back to that place in a league that is tougher yet affords you more quad one wins?
3: Yeah, well, it gives you the chance to have a lot more quad one wins. You got about 18 straight quad one <laughs> games, so, so yeah. we're, we're not hunting for any quad one opportunities. <laughs> Mike, uh, Boynton, to <laughs> you. Mike Boynton.
0: told us to earlier, really like I'm looking at the schedule, I'm like. Oh my gosh, are we are we going to win another game this year?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it's actually it's it's like it's like nothing I've seen. I mean, it really does feel like, you know, when I was in the league, you you know, when I was at the Pacers for for example, the East Eastern Conference was so dominant just at that time period, and so when we got to, finally got to take a ten day road trip out west, you're like, woo! Thank goodness we can finally <laughs> win a couple games, right? And. um and so it's a gauntlet. And, and um, so I think, uh, you know, listen, we want to win. Like, we're very humble. We're, we're an incredibly humble group. We get it. Like, we understand what we're walking into, and we understand all the, you know, all the challenges that we're facing. We believe we can go win. And, and that's our goal. and That's what we want to do. We're, we're, we're not walking into this league to do anything besides going and win. And we understand there's going to be a learning curve and all that stuff that comes with it, um, that we're all going to have to grow. And, and it's the biggest challenge that BYU basketball has ever faced. And let's go. Bring it, guys. That's why we're here. Like, I, I can't wait. Uh, we've been looking forward to this, uh, like I said, for 100 years. And, and we're here now. And it's time for us to go, um, you know, figure out who we are at another level and win games.
0: All right, Coach. We'll finish with this, and you already brought up his name, Trevin Nell. I, I feel like people have forgotten about him. Mm. Okay, he didn't play last year. Okay, Key Cog. What what does he bring to your team that is going? was so missed when he was not able to play last year?
3: Yeah, he's he's just so dangerous as a shooter. He demands so much space, and we have a bunch of guys going into that demand, demand space f- field. Trevin right now is you know 44% from three point line in practice, taking incredibly hard shots. You know we're three weeks and 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 two days into into training camp, and um, you know he's already over a hundred threes in live competition. Uh, like I said, he's shooting at a, at a really good clip, and he's shooting. From deep, and he's shooting them really hard shots, uh, racing a space, and um, I think that has an uh, that has an impact on the rest of our guys also. Um, he's got this incredible ability to make everybody feel like every every shot's going in, um, and he's he's really grown in his in his understanding and ability on the defensive end about. Um, where he's trying to be impactful and be a little bit disruptive on the defensive end. So he's bringing all that to the team. And, of course, he brings his beautiful swag to the team and, and everything else. And, and uh, you know, he is, he is one of 16 pieces on this team that are all really, really important.
0: Coach, great to catch up with you in Kansas City. This is, this is very exciting. Yep. You know, you've got a busy day, so we're going to let yep. you get out of here. But thanks for the time. Okay, thanks, guys. Good
1: to see you, Mark. Okay, Cougar pregame live is Saturday, 5 Eastern. Listen to it on BYU Radio as chef and the gang gets ready for BYU and Texas Tech on the radio.
0: Joining us next is BYU star point guard, Dallin Hall, where he feels like he's made the biggest individual step forward, and he answers the same question about his team. This is BYU Sports Nation.
3: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
4: Hall for three. Hall going to drive the freshman to win it. Got it!
1: Dallin Hall, baby. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media for Dallin Hall highlights this year on X, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. Welcome back to Big 12
0: Basketball Media Days in Kansas City. I am Spencer Linton. He is Jerem Jordan. And the man featured in that highlight video, Dallin Hall, is with us. In Kansas City, Dallin, welcome to
4: BYU Sports Nation King at Uni. Big
1: 12 Basketball Media Days.
4: This is a big day, yeah. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having
1: me. We should do more in-uniform interviews. This is because you're going to do, like, some social media content, I assume. You don't just walk around every day in your uniform?
4: No, I actually do, yeah. It's kind of like <laughs> my Spider-Man suit, you know. Yeah.
1: Oh, wait. You are down Hall. <laughs> yeah. It says it on your back.
4: What's this media day experience like for you? Uh, this is cool, man. It's fun. Like, just being able to be here with Spencer and Foose. Um, I thought you and Coach Spencer Pope. and I. But, yeah, no. You know, that was a curveball, my bad. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you don't have to apologize for that. <laughs> no. I was getting there. I was getting there. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, being out here with those guys, um, talking to some of the other guys from the other team, it's exciting. Like It just shows how close the season is and um, a reminder of this amazing conference that we're joining and the level of competition. It's just exciting is the word I'd use. What's it like for you to, I mean, be in the WCC,
0: but make that mental transition of, okay, now we're in the Big 12. How is that as a player? We've asked a ton of coaches, ton of staffers and administrators, but for you as a player, what's that mental transition like?
4: Um, you know, it's like those biggest games in the WCC, right? Um, Gonzaga, St. Mary's, those places that sell out. Uh, it's like that every night. And so I think the mental transition is um, – It's like we got to bring it every night. Um, And that's how it always should be, honestly. And I think it's a good opportunity for us to prove that we can do that every night. Um, From a standpoint of, like, myself, I'm just super pumped because, you know, as a little kid, my biggest goal was always to play against the best in in the world. Um, And we really have that opportunity going into the Big 12, so it's exciting.
1: How would you describe your freshman year? And then what did you work on this summer going into your sophomore year?
4: Freshman year, ugh, learning curve. I think that was, that's a big learning curve. Um, coming home from the mission, trying to get my legs back under me, uh, being surrounded by a great group of guys. I was just trying to take in as much as I can, just being a sponge. Luckily, I had some great guys to teach me and mentor me. And now this offseason, I feel like it was super fun. I had a bunch of time to just work on my game. And the first thing we did after this last year's season was over was we sat down with the coaches and we're like, okay, what do I need to work on to be the kind of player that, you know, I want to become and that they see me becoming? And so we pinned down a couple things, you know, extending my three-point range, uh, defensively getting better in certain areas, um, protecting the ball. Obviously, that was a big thing for us last year and um, just getting better touch around the rim and finishing. And so those were some off-season projects that were really fun. Yeah. You just mentioned a bunch of different things. Where do you feel like you took the biggest step forward? Um, I feel like from a standpoint of my body, like I feel like my legs are really back. And so I feel like that was a big step. Um, and then as far as maybe like skill wise, uh, I would say probably the shooting extending my range kind of, uh, being able to shoot from different floors on the spot, off the bounce, that was a big emphasis.
1: More St. Mary's games like the one in Provo?
4: Let's hope so, yeah. That
1: that was fun to watch. You carried BYU. Your shoulders probably hurt after that one. <laughs> no. B- BYU picked to finish uh, 13th, so expectations low among the coaches. Are you okay with that? Is that motivating? How do you take that in?
4: I love it, honestly. I love it. Uh, being an underdog is is one of the best feelings. You just go out there, you know, you have nothing to lose. You just play with everything you have. And it's fuel to the fire. Like, at the end of the day, as a team, you're just trying to block out the noise. Um, but some of it does reach you. That's just part of what this, um, you know, game is. And what we have heard, you know, it's just fuel to our fire. We got a bunch of guys who are made of the right stuff this year. And when they hear that, I think it motivates them and for us, we're just out here to prove people wrong, and we're excited to be in the Big 12. Obviously, it's a big opportunity, um, but we have bigger goals than just being in it, right? We want to win in it, and so it's a big opportunity.
0: BYU guard Dallin Hall with us on BYU Sports Nation. You just talked about how you feel like you're better as an individual. Where do you feel like the team overall will take a step forward from last year to this year?
4: Right. I think this year we're taking big strides. Uh, We've been focusing a lot on our shooting we got guys that are really tracking their shots, finding ways to get better there, um putting up extra shots and we got some big time shot makers, right? I could go down the list. Uh we're really trying to emphasize protecting the ball. That's a big emphasis for us and that's something we've been working on. And then defensively, right? We know the capabilities of some of these guys in this league and also just, you know, our season in general, we want to really be able to guard and so we've been working a lot on guarding as a team and um, as a as a full unit and being able to, you know, move our feet with just the guy we have in front of us.
1: Two newcomers of note, Ali Khalifa, the uh, center, the Egyptian. Uh, he, he's a wizard with the ball. It's going to be fun to watch. And then Dawson Baker. What have you seen in practice that fans should be excited about with those two?
4: Whew, they should be very excited. Uh, it's got me excited, honestly, just thinking about some of the things they've been doing in practice. Uh, Ali he really is a magician man I'll, I'll be honest I had a back cut the other day ball hit me in the face I barely <laughs> caught it <laughs> I'm serious this like dude, a pistol Pete Maravich yeah, pass yeah he can just make passes out of nowhere um, he's one of the best passing bigs I've ever seen and it's fun and he can stretch the floor and shoot it and so I think he's going to be a matchup problem for a lot of teams um, he's really getting in the swing of things and it's been fun to play with him and then Dawson Baker, he's like one of those guys you just want to go to war with. I remember traveling in Europe. That was big for our team. Um, And I got to spend some time with him. And we really bonded. And I feel like he's one of those dudes, you know, will have your back. Uh, He's just a gamer. Like, he goes out there. He performs. He has no fear. And, you know, one thing I'll say about Dawson and about his game is he's super explosive. And he has a very deep bag. Meaning like he has a lot of moves he can get to. Yeah. Uh he can really score the ball and I think he just brings an edge mentally for our team that we really need and uh he's been fun to watch.
0: I feel like people have forgotten about Trevin Nell. Yeah, so he didn't he's, play he's last back year and he's healthy.
4: Didn't Can't play last about year. Trevin, okay. That's the shot doctor.
0: So yeah, what does you call him the shot doctor? What does Trevin bring to this roster that BYU missed so badly last year?
4: Right. He brings a lot of things to our table, um, to the table, and one of the big things is that leadership role. He did a great job last year of kind of being my mentor, even though he was out. You know, he, a lot of guys they kind of fade out or they kind of wait till they're back, but you know, credit to him, his mental toughness. He was engaged, and I think that earned the respect of a lot of dudes because now he's back, he's healthy, he's shooting the, you know, the living daylights out of the basketball. And uh, now we have that leader figure. He's been in the program for a long time. A lot of guys respect him. Uh, he knows Coach Pope and what Coach Pope is trying to do, and so his voice is really heard and respected. And then the dude can just shoot the heck out of the, shoot the cover off the yeah, ball like yeah. it's pretty impressive. Um, so he brings a lot of a lot of good things to our team. Leadership, shooting he has got a nice floater too. I'll give him that. <laughs> I just
0: needed to coach better in media day madness. Okay? No, yeah,
4: that's kind of the overall consensus. <laughs>
0: you know?
1: Yeah, the the, uh, the white assistant coaching staff was really good too, yeah. as well as the head coach. You know,
4: got it done. Shout out Spencer Johnson, Ali Khalifa—they were great. <laughs> <They> were great
1: <laughs>
0: stuff, Dallin, It's great to see you at Big Twelve basketball media days.
4: Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That's
0: cool. You roll around in the jersey all the time. Man, yeah. awesome. oh, look, stop look it. Look for him in the
1: cougar eat. Number nine BYU women's volleyball taking on Iowa State coming up tomorrow night. 9 Eastern on Big 12 now on ESPN+. Plus. BYU undefeated at home this year.
0: Up next, our conversation with Kansas State head coach Jerome Tang. He's the Naismith coach of the year from a season ago. And he addresses the classic Glover situation as yep. well. Loaded conversation. This is BYU Sports Nation.
3: Send it in, Jerome. Yeah. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner.
0: BYU Sports Nation's coverage from Kansas City and Big 12 Basketball Media Days continues alongside Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. Earlier this morning, we had an opportunity to speak with the reigning Naismith National Coach of the Year, Kansas State's Jerome Tang. Fantastic personality to get an insight into how he made that wild turnaround happened with the Wildcats last year and what he expects from BYU and the new teams in the Big 12 this year. Coach, when I say Naismith Coach of the Year, what comes to mind after
5: just a magical season a year ago? Uh, it's, it's really crazy. Uh, you know, as a coach, you um, have goals, but They're always team goals, right? Like we want to go to the NCAA tournament, want to go to Final Four, win National Championship, just those type, win the Big 12 Championship. I, I never in my life dreamt or thought about being Naismith Coach of the Year, so it's just crazy.
0: You take over a program that was 14 and 17 the year before you become the head coach, and then, as Jerry mentioned, you go to the Elite Eight and make this magical run deep into the NCAA tournament. I think every coach in America is is looking for, certainly if they're in that quick turnaround phase, the formula to, to finding that magic. So what was it, you know, as the first-year head coach with so many moving parts, what was it that made Kansas State special and, and made them kind of bond together that way and and be an elite-level team?
5: Well, uh, special people, right, and great people make great programs, and guys like Marquise Noel and Ishma Sood and Keontae Johnson, just a whole crew of those guys, Coming together and being willing to sacrifice for each other and really love each other. Marquise did an unbelievable job of building uh, team chemistry off the court um, multiple times through the summer. And as we was putting it together, he would call and say, Coach, can we take the whole team to the movie? Can we all go? He was always doing things with those guys. And then he worked harder than everybody else so he could hold them accountable on the court. His leadership was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, and then I have the best staff in America. I mean, they they are guys that I know they love me and they love our guys. And we're all on the same page moving forward. And they're not afraid to tell me when I'm not doing something right. And um, and we're all coachable. And, and that kind of vulnerability allowed our guys to be vulnerable and buy in. and. And then our fan base is just incredible. And, you know, you give them something to be excited about. and (laughs) they, They can be excited to the extreme, and I love that about them. They're so passionate and gives us a home court advantage. And so that was just a lot of stuff coming together at the right time.
1: You added some nice pieces, Tyler Perry, a grad transfer, the Conference USA Player of the Year at 17 a game, uh, Arthur Kaluma from Creighton, of course, Quez, we'll talk about in a second, but um, you added some really nice pieces, how are you feeling about those guys and what they can do for you?
5: No, I, I, I like those guys, and very, last year we had 10 high school state championships on our team, mm. and this year, I believe, That mattered to you? Yeah, yeah, winning. 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 Winning matters, and this year, I believe we have eight state championships, but every guy on our team except for Tyler Perry has been to the NCAA tournament. Really? Yes. And, and you so, anticipate
1: he will. Yeah. Year.
5: Yeah. And, and the only reason is that, I mean, their their conference tournament is ridiculous and, you know, one shot here and there, and then they win, uh, you know, the NIT. So, I mean, we got a bunch of winners. And so excited about those guys, what they bring to the table, their experience and um, fun to watch them uh, try to embrace a new way, right? And – um not necessarily a better way, just a different way, and and how we do things, and and so that's fun to watch them evolve.
0: And Jerem mentioned Quez Glover now joins your team. He actually leaves BYU to join Kansas State. How's he fitting in in Manhattan with your squad?
5: Oh, he's been terrific. Uh, he's he is a winner. I mean, Quez one of those guys who won a state championship in high school, played in the NCAA tournament at Florida, uh, just really exciting, fun, happy guy, smile on his face every day, and uh, he brought. Uh, just, just great energy and the intensity level moved up a notch when he stepped on the floor, and so that, that's made us a better team.
1: You and Mark Pope went to Rucker Park, and you've been in some meetings. I, I know you made some comments in a press conference about Quez and whatnot. Everything smoothed over, everything good with kind of that situation there?
5: Yeah, you know, Mark called me, and, uh, you know, he answered a question to the media, and then I also answered a question to, to the media. And uh, sometimes, you know, the way things are said, oh, were the words that are use uh, don't come across the way you really want it and sure. so maybe it didn't come off the way I wanted to say it uh, but we've talked and, and we're, he's a terrific guy and uh, I, I know he loves his guys and, and uh, excited for the opportunity for us to be able to play
1: I feel like along those lines that this group of coaches could fare well if there was like a five on five among the coaches against other leagues. Do
5: you feel that way? Is it? You
1: yeah, got Johnny yeah. Dawkins shooting. You got Mark Pope in the post. And yeah,
5: I, let me coach it, and <laughs> <laughs> I'll, let, I'll, let, I'll let those guys play, and we'll be just fine.
0: <laughs> Aside from Mark Pope, when you look at BYU basketball, what's the perception of Cougar hoops from from your standpoint in Manhattan, Kansas?
5: Well. I had the pleasure of being able or displeasure of being able to play there once when we was at Baylor. And um, was it 2011? Brandon Brandon Davies was on the team. We had Pierre Jackson. Yes, Yes. very good team. And, you know, you get there and the fans were so nice. Like everybody was so there were gifts in the lockers for us. And then you walk out and the introduction is ridiculous, right? The, The cougar run the sheet drops yes, down yep, yep. and then the, then the fans just go nuts on you, right? Like it is it was an unbelievable environment. Like as good of an environment basketball environment as i've ever been in mm. and it came down to the last play davies goes for three pierre rotates over tips it blocks the shot that's and... what
1: buet drawn up uh, uh
0: brandon
5: uh, uh, davies three you know yeah. it was a trail play <laughs> and pitch behind and, but that's just where what and, yep. and pierre reacted to it and uh it Feels was a big time player. win for us man and uh but i just remember what a great experience that was
0: what's it like for you to compete against Scott Drew, a guy you're so close with, but now you're on opposing benches.
5: Yeah. Um, you know, Coach, our practice environment was such that, like, he would coach one team, I would coach the other. He always, like, maybe we coached against each other for 19 years pretty much. And we're very competitive, both of us, in whatever <laughs> we're doing. And, and people don't know this. The smile on his face, like when he's playing basketball, he talks noise. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He talks. to <laughs> I would not um, guess that. <laughs> yeah. And and so he's. I mean, he's just a super competitive guy. But once we step away from that, we love each other. You talked
0: about BYU's environment. What can BYU
5: fans that make the trip to Manhattan
0: and then the Cougars will go to Lawrence right after that, by the way.
1: What
5: a trip.
0: What can they expect when they go to Manhattan for a basketball game?
5: Well, our fans are incredible, and um, it's going to be a, a ruckus environment. Uh, I believe we have very classy fans, and so they will. Enjoy their time, as far as uh, the interaction with the fans. There's some really good places to eat. Um, if I name some, then I will not name others, <laughs> and then I'll get in trouble. So I'll they'll just stop say, giving
0: you free food. Yeah, I'll
5: just just <laughs> any all of the restaurants, really really nice places to to eat, and then everything's really close. And so Manhattan's a very um, nobody's in a hurry. According to my wife, no one is in a hurry except <laughs> for me and Dream. Yes. <laughs> me and Dream are the only two people in all of Manhattan that are in a hurry. Is that- and- is yeah. that your kid's name, Jareem? No, Jareem is one of my assistants. One of your assistants. Gotcha. Yeah, he's from the islands, too. So gotcha. I think it's an island. He's though. like one of okay. your kids. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs>
0: Slow it down in Manhattan, okay. <laughs> unless you're with Coach Ting. <laughs> everybody enough. but me. <laughs> I love it. Hey, congratulations on everything, Coach. Uh, we were grateful to have you with us on the show today and look forward to a great Big 12 season.
5: Uh, thank you all for having me.
0: Jerome Ting, again, the Naismith Coach of the Year. The best in the entire game yeah, last
1: year did a heck of a coaching job with Kansas State. Obviously, we had to talk about Quez because there were some comments by both coaches. I know they had talked on the phone together and kind of smoothed things over that whatever might have been bumpy there. Fun conversation uh, and and fun to talk to these coaches. Like we experienced this yesterday with the women's coaches at football media day. Like we've heard of or seen or know some of these coaches like very well for a long time. Fun to talk to these guys. Everyone's been super nice, super great. And uh, look forward to the interviews we will do the rest of the day, because we're still going to talk to Kelvin Sampson and Rodney Terry at Texas and Porter Moser uh, at Oklahoma. Bill Self from Kansas coming up later. Won't be on the show. Legendary but, uh, names. We're, we're going to put all these on uh, our YouTube channel, by yes. the way. So check that out.
0: Yeah, that entire Jerome Tang interview, and as Jerry mentioned, every single interview we conduct at Big 12 Basketball Media Days will be available on the YouTube channel and at some point on uh, the website as well. All right, let's get to today's headlines because yeah, there's other stuff to talk about.
1: Wait, what? Yesterday, Jay Hill, defensive coordinator, spoke to the media, says it's hopeful that BYU will get cornerback Cam Garrett and safety Talon Alfre back in the secondary soon.
2: Yeah, that one hurt too. You know, losing Cam Garrett, who's playing as good as any corner in the conference right now, in my opinion, you know, that hurt. Um, But he practiced very well today. We expect him to play on Saturday. Um, he looked great today. Well, Talon's gonna be back soon. I don't think it will be this week. Uh, we're hoping for Texas. He'll be back soon.
0: That secondary is really having their depth tested. On to BYU women's soccer. They move up one spot to number seven in the latest United Soccer coaches poll. BYU finishes up the regular season on Monday when they host solid UCF team at Southfield. Lynette Hernes named the Big 12 keeper of the week for her net-minding at a high level.
1: Mia Lee named Big 12 Rookie of the Week for the second time this season after recording 16 blocks and 11 kills against Texas Tech in eight sets played last weekend. Big matches with Iowa State coming up Thursday and
0: Friday. BYU men's cross-country remains number three in the latest ustf poll, and the women's team moved up two spots to number four in their
1: poll. Women's tennis begins play at the ITA Division I Mountain Regional Championships today in Salt Lake through Friday.
0: BYU men's tennis has named Jonathan Sanchez a new assistant coach. Sanchez played tennis at BYU from 2004 to 2008. Those are your headlines from Big 12 Basketball Media Days. We get so that locked, nothing in, to do with locked into this event that, yeah, we... we we need to what's be aware of what's going, going on outside going on. Yes. Oh, the internet including <laughs> a huge football game against Texas Tech <laughs> oh, <laughs> this yeah, week for BYU. <laughs> All right, after the break, we will wrap up what has been a very very entertaining uh, day and a half if you will at the Big 12 Basketball Media Day. There's still more for us to do, but not much more time on this live edition of BYU Sports Nation. Put a bow on it next. Stay with us.
3: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
0: Welcome back to the show. BYU Sports Nation On Demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps or listen to the podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. Our question of the day, which Big 12 game for BYU basketball do all of you have circled on your calendar, and there may be multiple. Alex Beach on X says, I am most excited for the first big home game. January 23rd versus Houston. The Marriott Center should be rocking. Wait, there aren't big ones earlier? January 13th is at UCF. I'm trying to think, like, what Yeah, what would qualify as a big home game, maybe bigger than Houston in so that Cincinnati's instance? Cincinnati's
1: January 6th, and then Iowa State's, January 16th, the, these all feel, Those are all big those games. Big, feel big, big. Like. Houston, okay, like the top ten, yeah. kind of the Baylor, Kansas, Houston's of the world, Texas. Like, those are your four, what, preseason top 25 teams? Um, yeah, I, I get that. Honestly, every game's going to be huge. Hopefully, BYU can uh, bake its bread in non-conference to the tune of at least 10-3, and three, Spence. Because then... It, it might need to be 11, <laughs> too. You have San Diego State coming in. I would argue the biggest home game is actually San Diego State, um, because they went to the national title game. It's a rivalry, and they're top 25 as well. Uh, I get if you argue for Houston and whatnot, but like the we, we don't have uh, you know Kansas at home this year, unfortunately. Baylor's probably your in uh, Houston, your biggest home games in league. Yeah, but BYU has really got to get it done in non-conference, Texas, uh, coming to Provo, which is great. Texas, at the time when it was announced, there had been no home women's soccer game, no home women's volleyball match, no home women's basketball game. And I submitted, is the league going to give BYU a, a Texas home game versus the sport? They Men's finally got basketball one. They <laughs> finally did. And I was like, okay, finally. Took a minute. I was starting to get weirded out here. Taysom Hill had quite an impact in 2013 and 14, apparently. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited about all these games, man. Big-time stuff. These are like... How many of these teams are going to be top thirty in the net? Quad one games, man.
0: Isn't it interesting how BYU fans view San Diego State compared to some of these other big Big Twelve names? And it's because BYU knows San Diego State, and they've had success against San Diego State in the Marriott Center. They're coming back to Provo this year, but again, this is the team that played for the national championship last year.
1: Number seventeen team in the they return a ton of
0: talent. They're a top twenty team, so it's just like it. That will feel like. The big 12 opponents that that come into the Marriott Center on a regular basis.
1: Yeah, that's a big one, man. Friday, the week, like, it's Houston Christian on Monday, and then it's San Diego State game two on Friday night.
0: Let's go. Uh, At SF Garrett on X says, For me, it's Texas at home since that might not ever happen again.
1: I would submit, yes, it will never happen again. Why would Texas ever agree.
0: agree to come to the Marriott Center?
1: No. That's, you don't do you're, that. You're right. This is the last time before Jesus comes back that Texas <laughs> will play in the Merit Center. January 27th,
0: 100%. Our elite voice of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated comes in from at Hook'em Coogs, an appropriate handle on X, who says, Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse, bucket list item game there. Oh, yeah. In the fog?
1: Absolutely. I want to go
0: watch BYU play in Manhattan and then a few days later play in Lawrence. Like, that would be an amazing road trip.
1: That would. Let's go. What are you doing that week? I'm
0: probably buying my own airplane ticket to fly to Kansas City so that I can then go watch those games.
1: Hey, we need a week off. <laughs> we, we, we're just asking on the air right now. Uh, we want to go. Late February. Hopefully there's no men's volleyball, women's basketball, or gymnastics. Today's Needed rise
0: and shoutouts presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. We just give it to our entire crew here at Big 12 Basketball Media Days. Which,
1: by the way, yeah, we go off the air. We're going to, you know, this crew is going to be here till five when we finish interviews and then past that, clean it up. So. We're just getting started. We're doing the, the show on TV. Bye in a sec. <laughs> but we got to keep going, man. Yeah,
0: yeah, we have plenty more interviews to conduct. I love it. Huge effort. Amazing crew. Uh, so many great people that, that help us Craft do services. what we do. Yes. That might be the greatest accomplishment of all. Good stuff.
1: The greatest <laughs> accomplishment of all. Our right, Thanks to today's guest,
0: BYU basketball head coach Mark Hope. Mark Pope. Uh, he, we should call him Mark Hope. Dallin Hall, Scott Drew from Baylor and Drumtang of Kansas State. Sorry, Dennis. For Jeremiah and Spencer, shout out to the Jepson brothers. Nice. We'll see you tomorrow back at Studio B. Go Cougs.